Hey everyone, John Mugiwara James here with a quick PSA. So when we were recording, we were having some technical issues uh, on this episode, and not only during one part, my recording suddenly stopped, and I had to go and restart the uh, uh, recording partway through the review. Austin's microphone uh, in Audacity when he was recording automatically shifted to his built-in mic as opposed to his regular mic that he uses and we didn't know about it till after we recorded so instead of deciding to re-record it we figured we'd just use the audio anyway i do apologize for the quality we had no idea what was happening at the time we found out later in a super bonus round recording that it happened to everything he was doing that week so we apologize and we hope that you can still enjoy the podcast despite that all right enjoy the episode today guys You're listening to Binging the Devil's Fruit, a One Piece manga read-through podcast where the best fruits are the ones you savor and are best enjoyed taking your time consuming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Binging the Devil's Fruit. I am your host, John Mugiwara JM, joined as always by my co-host, Jack Peanuts. Hey, it's another review of the movies, or OVA, I should say. Well, the first review we did was an OVA, but now we've ah. finally reached movie territory. Oh, awesome. Today's review is going to be on One Piece, the movie. Oh. That's literally what it's called. There's no subtitle. In fact, in Japan, it's just called One Piece. It was, oh. only, it was, only, it was only called One Piece by the movie, One Piece, the movie by fans and on the official release so apparently the UK actually got releases of the one the old One Piece movies, but not dubbed. They they were in a box set that was subtitled. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Uh back in 2009, I believe. Which is about oh. nine years after this film came out. This film released in oh. theaters in Japan in March 4th of 2000. In 2000. Oh, and yeah. This movie, along with the first, uh, other the other two uh, following this one, were not feature-length films. They were released in theaters, but they were double-billed with Digimon movies. Oh, so it's not even a feature-length, so technically it can't really be a movie. Yes, it is. It was released in theaters. Oh, oh. It was released in theaters. It was, tr- it is the, and uh, you'll, you'll be happy about this. This is the only only official One Piece production, not counting Defeat Him, the Pirate Gonzok, that was done with traditional animation. Oh, awesome. Hand, this one was done with hand-drawn cells. The, the TV anime... I, I'm wrong. I thought it, I thought the early anime was. No. The anime and ev- all films after this and everything else were all digital techniques. This is the only hand-drawn cell animated movie. Well, I'm excited about that. Yep. So, um, and I have not, wa- I have not watched these since uh, I was still in high school. Jesus. Like back, back during the era of well, like the only way you could watch One Piece is on uh, Saturday mornings on the Fox box. Oh no! With all the violence cut out, and then we were all, and yeah, the reason why I chose to do this now is because uh, this was released uh, when the anime was going, and they had just recruited Usopp. Which I thought was perfect because not only as did we just finish the Syrup Village epi- uh, arc last episode, 
This is going to be our 10th episode of the Binging the Devil's Fruit podcast. I figured, um, while it's a small milestone compared to what else we could be doing uh, towards the future, I figured let's uh, celebrate Austin getting through the fr- uh, the first half of the East Blue Saga, the first saga of the series, by reviewing the first One Piece movie. Well, I'm ready. Well, one last thing before we begin. If you'd like to watch along with us with our commentary track, well, there's a special place where you can go to that. Oh, damn. Where is that place? At patreon.com slash superbonusround, which is the uh, channel that, we, of course, we host this on. Yeah, on Patreon, we will have our commentary track where you can watch along with us. But if you're not a patron just yet, uh, stick around because when we come back in this episode, we're going to do our little review with our categories and our thoughts on the film. All right, you ready? Hell yeah. Let's begin our first edition of what I'm going to unofficially call this binging the devil's popcorn. Okay. No, I was popcorn. I might not actually call it that, but uh, yeah, let's go watch the One Piece movie. We'll see you guys after the show. Bye bye. And we have returned from watching One Piece, the movie. Austin, I think it's time for a rundown uh, by you, as we uh, usually do. I like I like how we did that with the OVA review, so I'll let you do like a brief rundown of the story. Okay, so uh, it starts off by uh, talking about this uh, legendary pirate named uh, Ro. No, it's Wunan. Don't Wu-Nan. lie, Wunan. All right, that oh shit, I forgot about that pun I made. Wunan searching for Poonan. Ah. Uh, uh. And how he absolutely loved gold to the point where all the gold he collected on his ship, hips, uh, about his ships, I should say, illuminated to make it look like it was a city on the sea, almost. Mm-hmm. And how he hid it somewhere, pretty similar to a certain gold watcher in The Legend of One Piece. Mm-hmm. And it focuses on his kid, uh, Tobio. Oh, who, who is uh, on a ship, a little dinghy, he's searching for Wunan, apparently, but then he summons across this other ship with a bunch of dead people on there, and this massive beast of a man with spiky red hair. And uh, gold nails. <laughs> and <laughs> gold long armor. gold nails, as looking like claws. But his name is El uh, Drago. But I think, uh, but the Japanese pronunciation, his uh, if you pronounce his name in Japanese, it's El Dorago. So uh, oh, El, like El Dorado. Oh, yes. the pun. Yes, Oda loves his puns, don't mm-hmm. you know? Then we get the uh, traditional open opening to uh, the One Piece anime. We are. Yep. And it cuts to going merry, where despite packing food for months. Luffy uh, in two days. Yeah, Luffy bragged about eating it in two days, and now they're starving. And and but then uh, thieves thieves began sneaking away with all the gold Nami's collected because she's greedy, of course. And they're still uh, yelling at uh, Luffy for eating all their food. By the way, while you were uh, in your post uh, watch break, I learned the names of those three. 
Oh boy. The the names of the three thieves uh, that were robbing them, their names are Danny, Denny, and Donnie. <laughs> the three D's. Danny, Donnie, and Denny. Which one's which? Uh, I actually don't know, and I honestly don't. I don't care. And so, uh, at first, uh, uh, they throw a bunch of rice balls, and which make Luffy and Joe scoff it up. Uh, but Nami's just pissed at eating instead of stopping the thieves. Are they bad guys? They fed. Oh, they fed us. Okay, you can have our food. You can have yeah. our money. And when Luffy he goes to ask him for more, one of them just takes a flintlock and shoots him right between in the forehead. Holy shit. Yeah, and, and in any other uh, fiction, this would have been the end of the movie. But bullets don't work, John. On Luffy, anyway. Uh, I was doing a Goldfield reference, but anyway, uh, so they just know about it, so get a fucking clear. stockpile of flintlocks and just unload on them, and they have no effect. So now Luffy's pissed, and he stretches his arm out and just uh, stocks the uh, dinghy. It crashed in a mast. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, so, turns out yeah. they have uh, the boy's name is Tobio, who's enslaved by these crew. The, 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 oh, the, yeah, the now I remember. And then El Dorago and his ship comes by, and he does a freaking ship the roof that separates them all. For anybody that doesn't know what the hell that is, he basically just used his voice to like blow the dinghy. Yeah. This is getting more and more sexual the more yeah. we talk about dinghies. <laughs> so I'm going to cut myself off now before it gets worse. Uh, so, uh, uh, and of course, the dinghy's completely destroyed, and, and Luffy obviously can't swim because of the death of Bucho. So, jumps in and to save him. Um, and there's uh, this little piece of wood left up over the dinghy where the, the sailor with Tobio. But they start smelling food, and so and Luffy just fucking paddle like like machines. Yeah, like that, like they 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 were all uh, tired and hungry, but all of a sudden they smelled food, and all of a sudden uh, uh, they 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 were pumping iron <laughs> by, by uh, sailing. And they reach this little Odin shop run by Tobio's grandfather Gans Ganjo the Great, Ganjo <laughs> the Great, and. Uh, Rizzo took their order. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Luke, they start scoffing down, uh, the Odin. Luffy, being the big he is, reaches over and starts eating the ingredients. Yeah, they, then, they have the little ingredients table. Like, like, imagine you were at Subway and they haven't finished making your sandwich yet. You're eating the shit that's in the tray before they put it on the sandwich. Yeah, I know. And he even he fucking eats Zoro's food. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do that first because that's prepared. Yeah, and but during the fighting, uh, Gonzo uh, demands payment and for all the Odin they eat, which is eleven berries, which is yeah, uh, which I'm surprised by considering he ate out almost his entire stock. Yeah, so I was, I was shocked at, at how cheap it was. Us, but Luffy says he got no money and does hand him over this fucking rock that says that's basically an IOU from the future King of the Pirates. <laughs> it's an IOU in rock form. Because Ganto's having none that's it and just ties him up with a chain to an anchor. Like, holy shit. 
So El Dorado and his crew reached the Isle of Gold, which is where uh, Odin and uh, what's that? Gold. What? Wunan is the, Wunan, the gold. Wunan, shit. Uh, Wunan's the know, great gold pirate. I suck pirate. with names, John. So Wunan, the Isle of Gold, where Wunan hit his, supposedly hit his gold. And little do they know that Nami's a stowaway on a ship. Yep. yep. While Usopp is a, up and the uh, Go and Mary are captured by the three Ds, as we're calling them. Denny, Donnie, and Denny. Yes. And then uh, things take a turn when uh, Eldorago's Lieutenant Golas shows up. Golashi. Golashi oh, yeah. shows yeah, things up. Take a turn for a certain, things take a turn, all right. He's, uh, imagine, uh, how do I strive, describe Golashi? Uh, a racist Native, Native American story. Yeah, imagine the uh, chief from Disney's Peter Pan mixed with a touch of blackface. That's basically the design. And I mean, it's not great, but I think the Peter Pan one's worse. Mm-hmm. The Peter Pan one is way worse than this guy is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And so, what, what what doesn't help, too, is uh, how El Drago gets him to do things. This tosses him gold coins to use his sword. To cut anything in a way. I have to wonder if he's even in the crew. He's just he's just along for the ride as long as he gets paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Usopp, realizing he might die, begins to lie about where he knows the treasure is buried. Promise him um, a bunch of treasure. While El Drago is only interested in the gold. Oh. Oh, so let's see here. Um, yeah, let's see here. And uh, after, under Usopp's guidance, uh, and uh, a few fibbing and, and... And complete bullshittery. Yeah, they reach this massive castle. Uh, well, they demand Usopp to tell him where the gold is. And he feigns hunger, and they're about to kill him. And to Nami, he uh, begins to... Who uh, join in on on Usopp's little uh, lie by claiming that uh, they've been gone this island and and that the treasure's buried in underneath the gate. Yeah, they she said her name was Josephine. Josephine. Her name was just and uh, they said Usopp's name was like Comic Kazue or something. I don't know. Hey, but uh, instead of digging, uh, Durago just. Does a fucking and one shoots a sound nature out destroying the castle. He just yells in the crowd. The castle's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh yeah, and uh, Luffy, Shoro, Tobio, and Ganzo reach the Isle of Gold, and with Luffy and Zoro still tied up in the anchor and mm-hmm. chain. Tobio's just washing dishes, and he's angry that his grandfather wants him to be an Odin chef. Uh, he wants to be a pirate for the great hey, Ronan. Wunan. Wunan, shit. And uh, after some uh, politically incorrect dialogue, uh, Tobio... I think, that, I think that was on the uh, the translator. I don't think that yeah. line actually was in the uh, Japanese because I don't think they yeah. even used that word. 
Yeah, let's yeah. just say it was uh, it was an insensitive word for a uh, little person. And Tobio is a fucking kid, so that word doesn't even and fit for him. I have used that word. Uh, I not sorry. I have heard that word used to insult children, though. Uh, oh, so, so it, John. No, don't worry. I'm editing this. <laughs> so, uh, they run off, and Luffy chases after him, and <laughs> when he stops. The anger swings around, fucking hits Show in the head, knocking him out. And yeah, every every time Luffy turns around while Zoro's attached to him, the anchor hits Zoro at least once or twice. Yeah, and Luffy and shows Tobio that that uh, if he really wants us to uh, live his dream, he has to chase after it. It, but Tobio is concerned that he's not strong enough to be a member of Runan's crew. No shit, he's five. Yeah. But they hear a see that massive a Drago scream beam just destroy the castle. They, so they make their way a, a to it. It's, oh and, my god, Austin, you just gave me a perfect title for this review. What? El Drago scream beam machine. <laughs> oh, I imagine if someone did a remake of the, the title card for that game, but with El Drago in, the, in that title. Your co-host is an artist. Ooh. <laughs> so, sorry, to cut you, sorry to cut you off. Please continue. Anyway, Tobio insists on, on protecting Runan's treasure. That's by himself. And El Drago always oh, oh, just annoyed by the kid and is ready to kill him until Slice, even though his... Uh, Arms are so bound, show can still fucking sword fight with his mouth. Yep. I mean, that's one thing his mouth is good for, but two things. Oh my god. <laughs> and, but, there's a, but there's a problem during the fight. The anchor is stuck uh, making and Luffy's arm stretch out. Uh, and <laughs> they just fucking and accidentally launches themselves and Tobio into the remains of the castle and uh, bouncing them fucking off it and on top of the cliff. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, Nami and Usopp during the fight snuck away hey, to catch up with them. Um, and on top of the, the this hill on the island with this whale, whale statue. Yeah. And uh, Nami managed to pick the locks off the chains free in them. And she also reveals she's stolen the rune and map from El Drago. Oh. And she tries to put an Indiana Jones where they, she let item match underneath it to try to find a hidden matches, but it burns. It just <laughs> quickly turns <laughs> into ash. That's kind of be one of the funniest things that happened in that movie. Yeah, they just as freeze each with their expressions frozen. <laughs> That's what I love about uh, the comedy in One Piece. Like that, like that something bad will happen, and everyone will just take a moment to try and process what happened. Mm -hmm. And you're just waiting for the reaction. But then Usab remembers one clue from the map about the whale, whale's tail pointing and at the chest. Yeah, so. because you, there, there was one part you'd skipped where uh, Usab was trying to uh, tell them about the whale uh, tails, like the whale faces the uh, the west. At, and the uh, so that means the tail faces the east. 
The problem is they weren't looking too closely at the tail. Yeah, because it's pointing out this massive plateau. I think yeah, it wasn't pointed straight. It was pointed. It was curled. Yeah. So they climb up the plateau and they found out that Ganso's in this cliffside cave. Hey, hey, for the part of uh, Odin. Odin, uh, what was the name of that stew? Uh, you were very close. It was Odin. He has it on his okay. head. This is what's weird. Yeah. But that, actually, you know what? That's not all that weird because uh, he climbed it, and the only way they all were able to climb up is like to skip, is like mm-hmm. to sidle across it. So yeah, putting it on his head made sense. And he had, like, so, um, oh sorry. He he had some cloth between it because like you know Odin is stew and stew is hot, so he was gonna burn his head if he didn't do that. Yeah, and uh, Ganto feels that. He knew Runan ever since they were kids. Runan uh, dreams of traveling the world hoarding gold, but Ganjo uh, wants to perfect the fine art of cooking Odin. Mm-hmm. And and because of the but uh, Runan wants Ganjo to join his pirate crew, and when he refuses. They just stop fucking punching each other like, Jesus. It's yeah, that escalated they, they, quickly. Yeah, they feel very strongly about their ambitions. And uh, what a weird reason to fight each other. It's like, I want to do this. Well, I want to do that. We're going to fight about it. Okay. Yeah, and wow. as a fighting, they accidentally he rolled off the fucking cliff. But uh, Runan's homemade, but Runan's flag he made, he catches onto a branch and he begins to rip and... Ganso, we're feeling that the black Agasong to rip and can hold both of them. Let's go to sacrifice himself to save Ronan's life. So, I mean, yeah, he like seemingly sacrifices his life. But remember, he's the one telling the story. Mm-hmm. But uh, try telling Luffy that because the funniest joke in the movie is, that happens immediately. Oh, yeah. Luffy does fucking ask, did you die? And everyone and... Yeah, and everyone's I like, was... "No, he's telling the well, Of course he didn't." And then Luffy's like, "Oh man, you didn't." And there, and then everybody was like, "No!" <laughs> that is the funniest joke of the movie. Yeah, Passion and Shippa managed to find Ganso. Oh, and he woke up three days later, discovering that uh, Runan and left, and that was the last time they saw each other since. But uh, knowing that Runan is on this island, he prepared him a pot of Odin and then hoping he will finally try it because he absolutely refuses to try his Odin and when they were kids. It's, so they reached the top of this plateau to find this little hut made out of stone found in a thatch root cottage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another than a bunch of early 2000s memories for me. And anyway, uh, um, Joe finds his secret passage is behind this fire fireplace. However, it was, the only, it was the only thing in the house. Yeah. However, Johnny, the entire cottage is destroyed by a dragon who caught up to them. Um, um, and Tobio refuses to or let El Drago go down to the secret passage. And when Ganto goes to see the sun, he's just struck down by El Drago. 
Oh, and his top of Odin spilled. And he just stomps on it. Holy shit. That's just rubbing salt into the wound. Yeah, yeah, especially because it probably is salted. <laughs> but then that... Luffy punches him back and eats the spoiled, dirty Odin off the ground and screams about how delicious it is. Which is a callback to when uh, Zoro uh, was starving when he was tied up at the uh, at Morgan's uh, uh, Morgan's uh, execution ground and uh, oh he hey. ate, yeah remember he uh, remember he he had he had promised he wouldn't uh-huh. eat until he got free and then that little girl gave him uh, rice balls and he ate it off the ground. Yeah. So, was, um, a Drago orders Galassi, Galassi, Galassi to attack. And so, obviously, being the swordsman, and it's Galassi himself, while Luffy goes after El Drago. Oh, and El Drago oh, keeps raising a price as to make Galassi fight stronger. But Achoa uh, makes quick work of him to non-fatally knock him out. Yep, he flips the sword to his back ends and takes him out in a couple of blows, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Pretty pathetic. Yeah, for a guy who can slice a fucking mountain in half. Yeah. Uh, while Luffy uh, uh, and a Drago ju- duel, well, and, well, it's Gum Gum versus the, uh, oh fuck, whatever food did a Drago eat? The scream, scream food or something? Yeah, and in fact, one of the uh, tracks on the soundtrack, like is the, in Japan, it's called the Goe Goe no Mi, whether you realize it or not. So Gum oh. Gum versus Scream Scream. But, uh, uh yes, uh, it goes on for a while, uh, uh, each one getting a few hits on each other. But then, before, <laughs> when Adrago unleashes his Scream Bean, Luffy does, does that inflation trick of his, and catches the <laughs> He catches the sound on his belly. The what? He catches the sound on his belly, basically. Yeah, and sits it right back at Adrago, mm. and it's... <laughs> And his crew is just terrified as they carried them and knocked out Galassi and began to leave. Don't forget, but, they, they also, he also broke his armor pretty easily. Like, is that yeah. even really gold? Luffy broke it pretty quickly. Yeah, Gola is pretty easy to... It's a pretty weak metal. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And, um, and Luffy tells him to wait up, but I'm not sure to say stop. They realized they ran right off the cliff, which is a reason Luffy told him to stop in the first place. Because they were heading towards the cliff. They basically wa- <laughs> yeah. they wildly coyoted themselves. So they all head down to the secret patches, as you get the chamber, and Ronan forgot that you kind of need food in order to live. And he found a skeleton, his skeletal remains, and just sitting in the middle of the room. Yep. Um, and Tobio mm-hmm. is heartbroken that the man who looked up to is dead. But they soon find mm-hmm. on writing on the lo- wall, literally, a, and uh-huh. it turns out to be a leather Runan wrote, oh, oh, cause he knew he was gonna die. About how he sailed the seven seas searching for treasure, but that treasure is now gone, cause in his final days he gave it back to the rightful owners. Like, Jesus, fun! You had enough gold 
Or to make your ships look like a shimmering city, and you gave it all, managed to give it all back before you died. Yeah, he realized that the the thrill of he the thrill of the the hunt for the gold was uh the adventure for him more satisfying than the actual gold yeah. itself. Like when people say that they won't uh, watch uh, One Piece because it's too long, it's like, well, it's like I want to wait for it to end. It's like, well, you're really interested in the destination more than you are the journey. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, oh, talks about how hardy he looked up to Gan. So, uh, even holding the uh, stitched-up flag on his body. Yep, because he sailed with it when he, when he first left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and despite being an infamous pirate. But with a lot of gold, he thought so hardly of his friend who wanted to be an Odin chef. <laughs> oh my god. So it's uh, Ganto tells Tobio that, well, whatever he wants to do with his life, he'll support him. Um, so uh, they begin to part ways, but not after Nami does steal off El Drago's treasure. She has such a one. Track mind when it comes to that stuff. Uh, just about everybody in this crew thus far has a one-track mind of something. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Luffy, it's food. Zoro, it's sleeping or booze. Nami, it's treasure. And Usopp, uh, lying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one piece of movie clocking out a little under an hour. I mean, no wonder you said it was better as a double wrong, feature yeah. of Digimon. Um, so yeah, like, like I was saying, um, yeah, it, they're short because they were double billed with uh oh <clears throat> they hold on a second so yeah um the the first three One Piece movies were um double billed with uh, Digimon movies the first three Digimon movies were double billed as uh which released in America as one movie which I think is weird because they had like distinctly different art styles yeah but, like, and. Uh... The uh, Digim- Digimon and One Piece were coming up as franchises around the same time as each other, so it made sense to double build them together. And I guess after One Piece shot up in popularity, One Piece decided to get its own, uh, it got its own feature length films. But then we're not going to get that for a while. But yeah, because of the double building, this felt like a oh, two uh, made episode TV movie one- or something. Yeah, but it it didn't feel like that way to me because it was traditionally animated. Oh, oh yeah, it's the last. This time, uh, One Piece ever used ink and paint, aside from that OVA we watched. Well, this is the only time that Toei ever did ink and paint for One Piece, period. Everything else... Oh, shit, they didn't do the OVA? No, it was another studio, because they were... They, oh, right, Because right. they were shopping around for anime, remember? Uh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, so this was, um... This is their first outing. Uh, first and only, because I think the second movie is, uh, digital. Ah. But yeah, um, that was one piece of the movie. So, um, what overall did you think of it, Austin? Well, it was a fun little featurette for what it was. Uh, so there, it was some uh, that ending uh, kind of got me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and, one piece will do that to you. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing special, but still enjoyable. Yeah, for a first movie, it could have easily been worse. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I I still I enjoyed it, and I forgot that this movie had one of my favorite jokes in the One Piece anime, and turns out it was non-canon. <laughs> Did you die? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when do we get to the categories? Uh, now because we got we got our uh, we we reviewed uh, the movie already. So um, 
the our categories. If you don't remember from our uh, fifth episode, we have these little categories where we uh, rate specific aspects of the film and then we give it a final score. Our first category, however, is who was the MVP? And by that, I mean the most valuable pirate. Austin, who was the most valuable pirate to you in this movie? In my opinion? Hmm. Let's see here. Hmm. I guess that would be uh, Luffy, in my opinion. Hmm. What makes you say that? Well, let's see. He, he just destroys that fucking ship and... He's still running around even when tied to an anchor. <laughs> not mm-hmm. really knocking Sora out, by the way, accidentally with the anchor. Mm-hmm. And just fucking catches a screen beam on his inflated belly and shoots it right back at his attacker. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I didn't even know it can do. he could deflect beam to this gut. I forgot he could do that myself. Like, Jesus Christ, so... That's why I'm, and like you said, he had some of the best jokes in the movie with, did you die in that IOU rock? No, that was, that was so, I forgot all about the IOU rock already. Yeah, so that's why I'm giving it to Luffy. So Uh, who's your most valuable pirate? Uh, for practical reasons, Nami. Uh, of course you're going with your waifu. I said for practical reasons. (laughs) They wanted, they, they were on a hunt for gold and who actually found some? Yes, he's the only one who made off with any in that film. Yeah, she got onto El Drago's ship. She found where the gold was, and that. And then, even though they didn't find any gold, they took El Drago's. I forgot <laughs> El Drago even fucking had any more treasure besides what he was wearing. She got it. She got the gold before I even realized they had any left. <laughs> oh. Oh, My, that's the if it would if not her then Usopp because Usopp's the one who found out where everything actually was. Ah, uh, yeah, he was surprisingly decent at treasure hunting. Yeah, uh, he was uh, he was good at uh, bullshitting the the uh, the villains. <laughs> okay, yeah. well then we have the the most valuable pirate. Who was the least valuable pirate? The LVP. Um, going with El Dorado's lieutenant, the stereotypical. Native American swordsman. Because he didn't... When he did do something, you had to pay him. And then when it mattered to fight the uh, the Straw Hat Pirates, he jobbed easy. Yeah, this is the same guy who could cut a mountain in half. Fucking mountain. And he jobbed in like a couple of... Like, remember what I said in the during the uh, during the commentary? This... This movie was the, the soundtrack to this movie is essentially the soundtrack volume one to the show and the big Zorro fight music debuted in this movie. And it was cut down. Why? Because the fight was short. <laughs> Zorro beat Zorro beat Garashi in one Onigiri. So, yeah, that's why Garashi is the least viable pirate in this movie. And he and he beat him with the non-lethal method, too. Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he's your pick. And on top of that, his design is racist as fuck. That's yeah. that's a uh, that's as a first reason I named at least five a pirate. It's, and how he went down easily is the main reason. Mm. Okay. Oh, so the racist is the racist is not the worst part to you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, who's your least five of a pirate? Well. Uh... I am going to go with the villain. The villain was kind of a pushover dipshit. 
He was uh, he was he was stupid enough to believe Usopp's lies pretty much for the most part. And although he had gold armor and everything, it didn't it wasn't sturdy. He was supposed to be this big, tall, fearsome pirate, but he's he was dumb as a rock. And uh, well, I can't pick Garashi because the part of my pun here, golden rule is we can we can't pick the same character God, scenes God, or, or whatever for the category. So by by my own rules, I can't pick Garashi because he's not only racist, but he was a jobber. Um, yeah, my vote has to go to El Drago because I literally can't pick Garashi. <laughs> but I have at least I have a reason for picking him. Okay, so um, we're going to go with best scene. And since you went first, I'm going first. Uh, okay. Did you die? Uh, of course. You, of course you remember that joke. I still remember that scene to this day. I just forgot it was from this movie. Uh, yeah, the, a non-canon movie has the best joke in an entire franchise. <laughs> no, it's not the best joke, but it's one that stuck with me for a while. Oh wow! Uh, but so, I, and so I remember I heard in like a like an American animated movie there was like a kid who's like like Mister Mister did you die? My mind immediately went back to the scene. Oh, Finding Nemo! Oh, that's right. Finding Nemo came out after this did. And I oh, did Pixar rip off One Piece? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, your, I, your, what was your best scene? Uh, obviously, the IOU rock. Future payment from the should be king of the pirates. I fucking rock and give it to the, the guy after eating all his food. Which, if this was canon and the series is still going, like, uh, that 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 bill that payment is still outstanding. Yeah, he didn't even uh, write out a paper. He wrote out a fucking rock. Where did he get the rock? <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of rocks out there, John. I mean, no, yo, there's one big were, rock. No, they were on a boat uh, a restaurant that's smaller <laughs> than my bedroom in the middle of the ocean. How did he find... Where did that rock come from? Maybe he just guys a bunch of IOU rocks on him. <laughs> I guess he does. <laughs> like... Can you just find it uh, easier to carry than actual currency? Okay, uh, uh, you got a point. So um, we we rated the best scene. What's the worst one? Uh, obviously, uh, Shovo taken down. Shovo's fight against Garasi. What's his name? Yes. Yeah, like that fight was so anticlimactic. Again, so so like you said, it it. Uh, it wasn't even long enough for his theme. Yeah, a, a song that they made for the movie, and they had to cut it down. Yeah, so, and he, I mean, this they hyped up the strength of this swordsman, and that's a guy who could just slice an entire mountain in half, and he just goes down non-lethally by Zoro. Mm. So obviously, that fight seems the worst scene in the entire movie. Yeah. So what's your worst scene? Uh, mine's mine might actually surprise you. I think it might be the scene when they go in that little house before El Drago blows it down. I thought the perspective on it was like a little weird, where Zoro started to shrink. Meanwhile, the fireplace uh, is massive the, in comparison. Yeah, I just thought that was really strange. Like I'm I'm picking this one on like for a technical reason. Ah, okay. <laughs> so it just looked really strange. Like 
the movie for the most part was really nice to watch, especially since it was traditionally animated and had that uh that um non-restorative uh filter over it. So it it wasn't restored, so like it had that VHS quality to it, so that's part of why I liked it. But uh, I I ain't looking past that scene, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then after the this, category. the next category is uh, review the villainy of the villain or villains. So how does El Drago or anyone in his crew hold up on the villainy scale for you? Oh, well, uh, he was kind of lame, if I'm being honest. Like, he was dumb as a rock, like he said, being easily tricked by Captain Usopp, of all people. Yeah. Uh, and... When he was loudly exclaiming, oh, fuck, they're not falling for my lies. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, how would I rate him? I'd rate him a, hmm, let's see. What would be my rating? Well, like uh, one of those guys who, one of those bank rappers who boasted on cam security camera out of a Sly Cooper. <laughs> I was gonna say what might help you decide is like how does he shape up to Ganzak? Um, uh, Ganzak had fucking and a fucking nuclear tower and a town and, of, and a town enslaved. Yes, <laughs> he obviously and even a, the pilot villain was more intimidating than this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, should we should we also rate the rest of the pilot? Because like as we go on, there's gonna be like a crew of villains, and like that El Drago was the main one. But uh, I think I know where uh, I think I know where the where the ranking of the first mate stands for you, Garashi. Mm-hmm. What, what? How would you rate the villainy of Garashi? Uh, Garashi, I rate him a. Uh... Hmm. I'd rate him a blackface Looney Tunes shirt out of a tribal chief from Peter Pan. I just, I just that's the skeleton I'm working with. I'm just rating him a zero. <laughs> <laughs> not okay. only, not only was he a clearly uh, a racial stereotype, he basically was nothing. They, yeah. like, if you took him out of the movie, you would not need him. Yeah, I don't think he even speaked in the movie. No, he didn't, which added to the whole racist uh, aspect, too. Because, like, you know, it's like, oh, he doesn't speak English. No, uh -uh. Not, not okay with me. Japanese. Well, you know, because, like, the, most uh, stereotypical Native American characters in movies, like, just didn't talk uh, because they didn't. Uh, all right. They didn't speak the language of the, the white man. Ah. Uh. Which still applied here. Uh, as and as for the rest of them, who cares? <laughs> who that? Yeah. I'm gonna rate them a who cares of out of why even bother. All uh, right, and then this is a new category that was not present in the last one because oh. it didn't. It didn't have to exist for the last one. Rate the opening and ending of the uh, movie. Let's see. Or opening and or ending because some of these will have an ending but not an opening and vice versa. But this one had both. Yeah, it had the classic One Piece we are opening, and memory, which I heard bits and pieces of. And memory is the first ending of the uh, of the show, so it's 
That's why it felt like an extended episode of the show, because it had an opening and ending from the actual show. So, yeah, how, and the, so how do We Are and Memory shape up for you? Yeah, We Are is a catchy song. I remember him bits and pieces of it back when you played it at uh, high school. Oh, and uh, let's see. I don't remember the closing all that much, but I immediately recognize all the images they used, which was just... Uh, taken straight out of the manga from those colored page, title pages they did. Meanwhile, they had the Photoshop Usopp and the ones he wasn't present in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't in the group who windows were put on. Yeah, well, then they were, some of them were used during the Surf Village covers, but he wasn't in the crew yet, so he wasn't just, mm-hmm. he just was not there. Yeah. Well, uh, I like the intro. Oh, the uh, outro wasn't all that memorable aside from the visuals, though. So how would you rate them? Oh, um... Hmm. On the fruit scale. On the fruit scale? Oh, uh... Four out of five. Wow, you gave, you didn't give We Are Perfect. That Because that, that, that is the One Piece theme song. Right, well, I'll just uh, make, the I'll just, closing kind of tied it down um, for me. Well, like, you can rate them individually. You don't have to rate them together. Okay, uh, we are 5 out of 5 for uh, closing, 3 out of 5 self-visible, but not all that memorable. Well, for me, I'm going to give them both the highest score possible because I have a fondness for both of those. That when, I bi- when I first binged One Piece and then the second and third times I binged them, uh, those, We Are is the One Piece theme song. You cannot go wrong. That's like saying, eh, I don't want, I, I watched uh, tons of Dragon Ball, but I don't like Chala Head Chala very much. <laughs> uh, but like One Piece, uh, One Piece's theme song is We Are, uh, and Hiroshi Kitadani can get me hyped with that uh, 90s anime uh, uh, jazzy opening. Like, Jazzy jazz bands uh, opening uh, uh, anime. That's my that's my fucking shit. One Piece does it. Dragon Ball does it. JoJo does it, despite being a 2010s anime, but it's an, uh, based on a manga that started in the 80s, so uh, it works. Um, but yeah, One Piece the highest score possible because after all, we are on the cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Memories also is like a, it's like a very nice, uh, calming. Like after all of the intensity that happens in the show, it's a it's a show that like kind of brings you down uh, and, and makes you feel all nice and warm as the uh, as the uh, climactic shit kind of like calms you down after all the excitement. And it's it's nice and nostalgic. It reminds me of a simpler time when I was still binging it and I heard it for. Oh, my God, how long did they run those that opening it? I think the entire East Blue Saga uses oh, the, uses we are. Yeah. The first 52 episodes of the anime use We Are and Memories, and then I think after the East Blue Saga, it switches to the next ones. Correction. The anime only uses Memories for the first half of the East Blue Saga. For the first 30 episodes, Memories is the uh, ending theme song, and then in 31 to the end of the East Blue Saga, it switches to Run, Run, Run. Yeah, so um, they are, a ver- they are very formative in my anime music listening days. So I can't front on either of them at all. So five out of five de- uh, fruits for both of them. Oh, damn. So that brings us to the final category. 
the fruit score for the movie entirely overall. Austin, um, you first. Let's see. Uh, well, it wasn't great. It was serviceable uh, for all. There were some nice moments, but uh, the villains, they were just dog shit, in my opinion. <laughs> wow. <laughs> worse uh, than Gonzox Pirates? Yeah, it's worse than Gonzox Pirates. So overall, uh, two and a half gum gum food out of five. I'm going to be a bit more generous and give it a... May, I mean, I might be more generous than you. While it wasn't spectacular, this was their first outing and they wanted to get their footing for uh, a One Piece film. And like, this is like, this is like the smallest scale that a One Piece film is, is and ever is going to be. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to give it like a maybe a three. I'm going to give it a solid three out of five fruits. Yeah. Like it's not bad by any means. There are two there are two moments in it several moments in the very beginning that cracked me up. But as the, the second half goes on, I'm like, ah, can we get to the the fight already? Yeah. And uh, and like it it just feels like retreading aspects of the greater series overall. So it's just like, yeah, you're just kind of like you're kind of reaching, but you know, it, I'll forgive it because it's the first film. Um, and also the, as far as music goes. Some of the iconic tracks in the anime originated from this movie. And as you'll see, if you ever get around to watching the anime uh, when we're not recording these, you will start to hear a lot of these songs for the rest of the, your time watching period. So I'm going to give it a solid three out of five. Ah, a little bit it, more generous than me. No more, no higher, no lower. Not, I'm not going to go any bit bigger than that. So, yeah. I think that's going to do it for our review of One Piece, the movie. Thank you guys all so much for listening. And if you didn't get a chance to uh, listen to our commentary track, you can subscribe to us on Patreon and uh, get the commentary tracks for this, the, the Defeat the Pirate Gonzok OVA, and whatever future One Piece movie or TV special review we do in the near future. The next time we review a One Piece movie is going to be a long time from now, though, because the next movie doesn't take place until not only... They grow in one. They grow by and crewmates by one. We also have to get through the entire saga first. Is it oh, evident? Shit. The entire first saga. So, um, judging by my map here, episode twenty-two of binging the Devil's Fruit is gonna be the next movie review. And this is episode oh, that's ten. A long time. Yeah, because well, they have to. Well, I think these came out yearly for a while. So, like, you have the entire year's worth of One Piece content to get through first. But that being said. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Uh, feel free to subscribe. We do this bi-weekly uh, here on Zero Bonus Round. And check out what else, what else we got going on. And we will see you guys next time for episode 11 of Binging the Devil's Fruit, where we will cover chapters 42 to 47. Thank you guys again, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. And don't forget, Binging the Devil's Fruit is something that's best enjoyed. Slowly pacing yourself and taking your time to soon. Have a good one, y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you for binging the Devil's Fruit with us today. If you'd like to enhance your binging experience even further, for just $3 a month, not only do you get access to episodes one week before they go live for the public, you also get exclusive access to our commentary tracks for our One Piece anime movie special reviews on our Patreon. The review episodes themselves will always be free to all listeners, but if you want the commentary tracks, that's patreon.com slash superbonusround. Thanks for your support.